0: (laughs) we're back
1: it's just from a really really long commercial biggest
2: break break you could imagine (laughs) welcome to another episode of the observe and report podcast i am jason simmons
1: i'm jacks smith
2: and we're gonna talk about some things today we're gonna talk about some movies that we've seen some shows that we've seen and then we're going to compare them and then we're going to talk about what we've asked each other to watch
1: (gasps) wait what was I... Oh, no. What was I supposed to watch? And sometimes we forget
2: <laughs> to watch the things we've asked shit, each other to Jason. watch. <coughs> Last time... What
1: was I supposed to watch? I
2: asked you to watch Mark Wahlberg's Fear. Oh, shit, that Jason. It's partly my fault that I did not send to you. Oh,
1: that's
2: right. <laughs> and we yeah, also Yay, it's asked... not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, partly my fault, but also...
1: <laughs> oh, I'm the worst.
2: But we have some esteemed guests back with us here again today.
1: Yes. <laughs> the return of Megan and Tootsie. <laughs>
2: Happy to have them. Uh, Bringing some great energy today and also mm-hmm. some great comments as well. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So, you know, what have you been watching? What have you, been, what have you seen?
1: Um, so I finally did watch Creed, which was an assignment <laughs> from a couple weeks ago. You are behind. No, months ago. On
2: your own. <laughs> I know.
1: I'm the worst. Um I watched Creed. I cried all the way through it mm-hmm. intermittently. It was just a montage. You could just splice like, a montage of him training and me crying. <laughs> it was great. Um, I enjoyed it so much more. I had very few expectations, if any, mm-hmm. aside from the fact that I know people loved it and it was up for many awards. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so good, just falling deeper in love with Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Not that it took much, but... Tessa Thompson is so fantastic in it. I didn't realize that she can like she has an amazing voice. She can really sing. She in really life. sing. Um, and uh, Sylvester Stallone is great in it. He was kind of heartbreaking.
2: The the evolution of the character of Rocky yeah. over time, and just the fact that we are now here at this point and seeing the character in this way, is just powerful. Just good and strong. And I that he's have, alone at this point. Yeah. And then Michael B. Jordan kind of in a way becomes like a surrogate son. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah it was just great.
1: I have zero history with him because I've never seen any of the Rocky movies <laughs> however he did remind me of my dad so that's why I was like oh this is tough. Okay. Yeah, yeah
2: absolutely. You know why yes the young hand.
1: woman raising her hand in the front. <laughs> what can I I? Uh...
2: Our one person show
1: we're doing it for
0: her. I have a question about Rocky. You said he's alone in Creed. Mm-hmm. What happened to Milo Venti Coffee? Uh,
2: they give like a quick explanation of that. Uh, last time we see Rocky in Rocky Balboa is uh, still alive. His son is still there. His son, uh, I believe, is, is has moved away from Philadelphia to uh, kind of do yeah. his own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of want to be in his dad's shadow anymore. It seems like maybe they have like, another falling out. Perhaps they don't say specifically what happens, but no, he's,
1: they're okay. They're okay. Yeah, because he um put has like a little picture of him, and like mm-hmm. I think he like met a girl. <laughs> so and this is us. this star. is a this is a spinoff this is actually what That'd rocky be has been leading up to um um but yeah he met a girl they're doing okay and i think he says like they're good and he calls sometimes but it's not like they're okay. not super close but they are But okay. kind of
2: like empty nest a little bit where it's yeah. just like no one's really here anymore
1: Yeah. um
2: but he's managing his restaurant mm-hmm. and like you know michael p jordan comes in and wants to train because he wants to be a real fighter and yes not that Rocky owes him anything, but it's Correct. just he, of course, wants to help out, like, his best friend's He
1: reluctantly, son. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But, um, but I'm glad you finally watched it. Yeah. Like I, like I said, this is, like, one of the few movies I've ever cried at, and it's just... Yeah. What
1: it. So wait, sorry, Megan, I might, this might spoil it for you, because you haven't seen it yet. Um, what did you, which parts did you cry at? Do you know? Just overall,
2: the whole thing, in the sense of just, whenever, like, there was this great progression, at, despite obstacles that he's faced with Mm -hmm. and this is the fact that it just felt very relatable and real like his relationships with the characters like you know him going through things with his girlfriend him Mm -hmm. going through things like you know wanting to be more than what he thought life was like you know he had a it starts out he doesn't he has a great job he has a great job like he works at a financial firm like you know things are going for him in a very positive way but that wasn't what he wanted out of life right and like you know sacrificing all that giving all that up to pursue something that is dangerous mm. and not at all reliable at the job that he had just was like oh yeah like who can't identify with that to some degree you know like mm. something you want to pursue but like you know you think that holding on to the life that you have is something that you need to do it's just like yeah
1: stability yeah, and, yeah. like
2: I totally identify with that it's like oh man stirring up feelings and then just like as I get older it just feels like people being good to each other is like that's gonna bring out a tear <laughs> <laughs> And like the entire film, like you know, just like him being good to Rocky, Rocky being yeah. good to him, and just like this old man who's like you know never going to fight again, but just mm. like he is now forty years after the fact, he is now like his teacher, yeah, and just like passing on like the lineage of like you know of fighting mm. to him. It's like oh yeah, like this is this is a wonderful like you know closed circle now that they mm. built from Rocky one to Creed. So yeah, it, to me it was like, man, this is bringing up like, a lot of emotions. I really just love the Rocky series in general. So seeing these characters progress and seeing the world grow was like mm-hmm. something that was like really nice to me. That's cool. Yeah,
1: it was also um, pretty funny in spots too. Yeah, Sylvester like, Stallone had some great little lines.
2: Yes, like um, their relationship wasn't one of like you know yeah. old white man doesn't understand this black. It's like right, no, right. like Rocky's just he's fine. He's Rocky. He's cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's So uh, it seems like they had a genuine, really nice um, relationship and chemistry between Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone.
2: Yes, and what I like about it is that it was written by Kugler and Company. And they brought it to him, to Sylvester Stallone. It was like, is this cool? Can we do this? Oh, well, that's nice. So it's just like, it's nice that it was something that, like, someone else created, but he's mm-hmm. sort found of like, yeah, this identifies and resonates entirely with this franchise I've built mm-hmm. over 40 years. Like, yeah, let's do this. Because, nice. like, he was the person that had to, like, say, cool, let's progress. Gotcha. So, yeah, it was it was good. And I'm glad that you liked it. Yeah. Um, I've watched a couple different things. Um the Westworld premiere happened recently mm. um for season 2 um
1: don't say anything i started uh, watching westworld
2: i will say the most general things it continues to layer the world mm-hmm. it progresses the mystery mm-hmm. um the first episode because the last the first season ends in such a big cliffhangery way mm-hmm. it was nice to get a little bit of resolution to some things We're okay. just like we're picking up right after like we're, nice. we're picking up just literally minutes after what we have seen at the end of the first season. Okay, so I was like, okay, satisfying. Cool. Um, following the close of the first episode, I wrote this down. I said, I think my favorite character is the player piano. <laughs> 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 you're playing modern music, and you're
1: always like, what's that tune? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed that. Listen, oh. to, yeah, like pay attention to the piano. <laughs> like it's playing,
2: it's always playing like a relatively modern song.
1: I think because my grandfather had one. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what those three things over there, those are the scrolls from the player piano. Yeah. Um, so I'm always just like, oh, I think I just sit and reminisce that whole time <laughs> instead of actually paying attention to the music. Um, but I have started watching the show. Mm-hmm. I The first time when it first came out, I tried to watch it. And it just felt really slow to me. And I think again for dramas, I have to be in the right mood. And I probably just wasn't in the right mood for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I was just excited by the previews. Um, but now, when I finally sat down and watched it, it's so freaking good. It's gorgeous. Yes. I didn't um, realize uh, it was like written and some and, like produced or whatever by Jonathan Nolan. Mm-hmm.
2: That's that is Chris Nolan's brother. Yeah. Right? Okay. Just Which sh-
1: apparently he's. <clears throat> Uh, goes by, like, Jonah or something. And I was like, oh, I can just talk to him on a first name basis now. Because I know what he prefers to be called. Wait, he's going
2: by Jono? Jonah. Oh, okay, Jonah. I yeah. thought you said Remember that Jonah when like you Joseph him. Nolan. Jono for short. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, his name's Jonathan. <laughs> like, Jonah, um, you're
2: so familiar. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but, yeah, it's all the performances are amazing. It's great. Okay. Like, really I,
2: it, it, I'm... There is something they in this season they expand outside of the park mm. they go a bit more as far as like what's the world like okay and what else is there like west world and that is interesting cool and I think it brings up a lot more questions as to what people like in this world
1: how um, how many episodes into the first season are we?
2: right now there are three episodes in okay um, and I think it's a 10 episode season or something like that okay um but yeah that's it's so far it started off really strong right Mm. now it's just fine okay like nothing bad about it nothing where I'm like oh god Mm. the only three episodes in totally fine so far
1: um Tandy Newton is amazing
2: she is awesome and this feels like her most prominent role in anything ever so far
1: yeah 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 um I had never really seen Evan Rachel Wood act so I was impressed by her acting abilities
2: I'm a fan of hers like us and the wrestler she's amazing um, not a huge role in it. Mm. She plays a uh, Mickey Rourke's daughter, right. like who's very strange, very much like I am not like yeah, she's not dad. into it. Yeah, um, and also she was in True Blood for a couple seasons oh, as the vampire queen of Ooh. New Orleans, oh, sorry, of Louisiana. It's That's much cool. bigger. Just, just New <laughs> Orleans. Sh-
1: show some respect.
2: <clears throat> I know. I need to. I, 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 where am I? Where's where's my mind?
1: Um, James Marston is James Marston doing
2: his James Marston thing where it's like, man, you're. Cool, James Marsden. You deserve the lady and all the accolades, but you're always being second banana to bad things. All right. Oh, James. <sighs> Chris mm-hmm. Evans is the world's, the Hugh Jackman's of this world. All right.
1: Did you know that's um, one of the guys in there is Luke Hemsworth, the other Hemsworth, the third Hemsworth brother. Yeah.
2: Yes, just like uh, the third um, Wilson brother, like.
1: Uh... Wait, did I know this?
2: Well, there's Owen, there's Luke, and then there's the eldest, whose name escapes me at the time. But he was...
1: Tiberius?
2: <laughs> Tiberius Wilson. <laughs> Little known fact, he's a Roman general. <laughs> <laughs> Brought back from the past, only to act. I don't know why, why I find that
1: so funny. It's my own stupid joke. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I didn't know that there was a third one, but I'm not... Is he an actor?
2: He is an actor. He was in the movie Whip It um as like the coach
1: i like that you that it sounded like a movie about whippets (laughs) the way you pronounced it whip it
2: two separate words um but yes the third as
1: their coach i've seen that movie yeah also i confused that for a moment with the movie whiplash
2: Two very different movies.
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> I have to go back and look it up.
2: But um. But yeah, the third Hemsworth brother is the eldest yes. Hemsworth brother,
1: and yet the smallest. <laughs> he's so unassuming.
2: Like uh-huh. he's wearing like a fleece the whole time. Like, <laughs> he's, like, like he's like the smallest of and them. He's
1: still like. I mean, he's a handsome, good-looking fella, mm-hmm. but compared to the uh, to Chris, like oh, I mean, poor thing.
2: It's his brother's literally Thor, yeah. <laughs> it's, and he is like. Not even looking. <laughs> Who
1: do you think is the best looking of them? The three Hemsworths? Well, Chris is just...
2: Look at him. Just, <laughs> he's obviously attractive. Some
1: people prefer the youngest one. Are you one of
2: those people? No, don't. <laughs> you Liam defender.
1: You leave right now. <laughs> you Liam apologist.
2: <laughs> Gross.
1: No, I'm not. <laughs> he's, I'm sure he's... Uh, well, he's dating Miley Cyrus, which I think is insane. They're married.
2: And they've been married for a while what the wedding was pretty nice i gotta say like uh oh you were there how absolutely. was it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah what, what was it like tell me
2: uh well, well i was hanging with chris you know i met chris yeah, yeah. and uh you know, you're like, like get
1: out of here luke you uggo. <laughs> 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 you five foot 10 Ugo.
2: average man you average average man um no the chocolate fan was amazing um they exchanged their vows mm
1: uh did she wear her hair in little gwen stefani knots no it was, was like, her tongue out of her goddamn face like it always is yes
2: um <laughs> 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 uh, but you know i was here, like dealing chris at like, chris what's gonna happen an in Infinity war and he just like wouldn't tell me the entire mm. time he was very good about spoilers like that's why he's that's like good. you know been doing all these movies for all this this long time
3: mm. but aside from that
2: it was a good time it was a good time, yeah. a good time. <laughs> um but yeah that's one thing that i did watch um Also watched um, a few movies about repressed women. Uh, Oh,
1: so women. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Got one. Period
2: pieces about repressed women.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, Repressed women. Um, The Beguiled. Um, Oh, how was that? 2017.
1: uh, It's Nicole Kidman. Nicole
2: Kidman, Colin Farrell, um, Elle Fanning, Kirsten Dunst. Mm. Um, Basic premise of the story is that Colin Farrell is a wounded uh, Union soldier during the Mm -hmm. Civil War. Uh, He winds up at their doorstep, um, injured and hurt.
1: And they're in the South. They're in
2: the South. They're in the Confederacy. Uh, And they take care of him. Um, it is just a, they're in a, like a finishing school for girls, basically. Oh, that's
1: what it is. And okay. it's a
2: house full of women, you know, aging, ranging from ages like, you know, 11. Like, to Nicole. To Nicole Kidman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's the average uh, way, that's the way that all women really, really <laughs> talk about their age. What What age are you? Oh, I'm Elle Fanning. Oh, oh okay. What's your mom? Oh, she's Nicole Kidman. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay.
2: Yeah. She had you young then, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, But no, it's, uh, yeah. And it's a tense drama where in which, which, you know, are they going to reveal him to the Confederate soldiers so they can come and take him? Or are they going to, like, you know, take care of him, let Mm. him go on his own? Or does he have plans of his own?
3: Mm.
2: Um, But it's good. Um, Directed by Sofia Coppola, um, who directed uh, Lost in Translation and Mm -hmm. The Virgin Suicides, Mm -hmm. uh, teamed up again with her homegirl, Kirsten Dunst, to, uh, to do this. And yeah, it's it's a small film. He
1: small. like he tries to seduce the girls, right?
2: And they're also trying to seduce him.
1: Yeah, because they're like, "Ooh, a man."
2: Well, Elle Fanning's character is very much like, "Ooh, a man," <laughs> <laughs> and
1: Oh like, my stars was a man. In the house. <laughs> there,
2: there's like a couple different like takes on it. I guess so The three main three main female characters are Elle Fanning, Kirsten Dunst, and. Um, Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. but like they all have different approaches to him. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it feels like the an actual attraction connection happens between Kirsten Dunst, and Colin Farrell, mm-hmm. um, and there is like a wanting in uh, in Nicole Kidman, but mm-hmm. she doesn't act, act like no, I have to take care of these women in this school. Uh, that's my first. responsibility. And Elfman is like, I just want to bone. Yeah. Like she's very much like
1: She's a horny teenage girl.
2: Yeah, basically yeah. it's what it broke down to. Um I get that. And just how his presence just disrupts his entire house. Mm-hmm. Um ultimately, like, guns are drawn. He's oh. like trying to like take over the situation. Like, you know. No spoilers as to what happens ultimately, but mm-hmm. it is it's worth a watch. And it's actually
1: short. Like I love movies that are an hour and a half. It's yeah. just quick goes. Quick, bing, bang, boom! Like I'm gonna make you tell me what happens later.
2: I will tell you off mic. Can't wait. Um, Please
1: reenact it. Did you bring Southern dresses? my um, I always carry
2: with me a Union soldier's cap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, and a parasol. <laughs> a parasol.
2: Um, also, watch in this weird theme I had over the course of two days. Uh, the the quiet hours. Um, the quiet hours. With uh, Arby Plaza, uh, Brie Olson. Yeah. Not Bree. Uh,
1: Elizabeth Olsen. No, 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 no. Bree Larson. Bree
2: Larson. No, what am I saying? Allison <laughs> Bree. Oh, That's so many name. choices. Jeez, Allison Bree. Okay. Um, Aubrey Plaza. Right. Uh, John C. Riley. Dave Franco. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great cast. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is improvised. It's set in a like mi- medieval um convent. Right. And these women there that are just really like. Hate it there, these like young nuns mm-hmm. that do not want to be there at all. Dave Franco comes to the uh, the I was gonna say nunnery, which <laughs> is a thing, but convent
1: is there a difference? No, it's the same thing. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> um, he comes to the convent under the guise of John C. Riley bringing him there because mm-hmm. John C. Riley, like, it's kind of saving his life. Um, mm-hmm. Dave Franco at the castle that he was living in. Was a serf there who uh, slept with his like lord's wife, Uh-oh. and had to get out of there otherwise he'd be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes to this convent and has to play like, a cadet mute. John C. Riley's like you know covering for him, um, and ultimately he's discovered not to be through like the poking and prodding of these three main nuns uh, played by Kate Micucci, um
1: Oh, I didn't know Kate Micucci was there. Yeah, nice.
2: Uh, Aubrey Plaza and uh, Allison Brie, mm-hmm. and they each at different points like abuse him <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> or take advantage of him and ultimately like coming to an head where in which they're all put on trial and like within the confines of the church of, of the uh of the convent mm-hmm. and they're all given like punishments quote-unquote mm-hmm. and Dave Frank was sent back to be like murdered oh no by the lord who he betrayed but they do mount a rescue for him. Oh, okay. Um, it's good. It's like a lot of fun and really funny. A lot of it's improvised. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's very loosely structured, but mm-hmm. like the funny parts come directly from the people that are acting on screen.
3: Nice.
2: Um, but yeah, that's my end of themed repressed lady. Yeah. Te- period pieces. <laughs>
1: um, uh, do you want to talk about Infinity War?
2: Yes, um, I would like to say that for the end, if possible.
1: Okay, you Trying to do that. Um, bu- 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 bu. I rewatched San Andreas. I have never seen it. What?
2: Like, I support the Rock and all his endeavors, but this was the first one. Where I was like, I don't know if I join you on this one, Rocky.
1: It's got your girl, Carla, in it.
2: Carla Gina is a lovely lady, and what are you waiting? I love for? the Rock, but I just. Is you know how I feel about disaster movies. You it's
1: don't
2: like j- them. Generally speaking, you got to hit a high bar for me to even like consider you as, as a disaster movie.
1: They're never good, Jason. That's
2: why <laughs> they anger me so much. It's just it's not even disaster movies. I'm sorry, disaster movies, but it's yeah, Roland Emmerich it's one of who did this to me. <laughs> genres. <laughs> I you no, know, I told you earlier how I watched uh, After Earth three times in yeah, three days. Yeah, I also did that. In 2012. Uh, <laughs> and it is not yeah something like that i think it broke me. i
1: mean what did you expect it's a a disaster movie with with john cusack
2: but the same things kept happening over and over
1: yeah did well, i did you not hear me it's a disaster <laughs> movie with john cusack
2: I know I know that I'm wrong in this argument. <laughs> I am not denying that. How dare that. you expect
1: quality <laughs>
2: in any form. I know, and I know that I'm being a hypocrite because I watch total bullshit often. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not even unheard of. Like, why would he not watch this? Mm. It's just, I don't know. I just not brought myself to do it.
1: Well, that's going to be your homework then. <laughs> I'm, I believe it's San Andreas is, is on one of the streaming platforms. So. I'm sure
2: it's like on HBO Now or something like that.
1: It might be Netflix, I don't know okay, get sure. excited oh,
2: get but again, head. what are your thoughts on San Andreas?
1: Oh, well, it's a disaster movie, so I loved it. <laughs> I didn't actually make it through the whole thing um, but I mean, as disaster movies go, is it one of the it's one of the not as good ones, even though they're all bad, mm. But I particularly love giant waves coming from the ocean. Okay, so and your there Deep is Impact. A, yes.
2: Your, uh, your Deep Impact, your Armageddons, of course.
1: I'll, I love them. <laughs> I love a giant wave. What's surprising does not have a giant
2: wave? wave. Waterworld. No giant wave.
1: I've never seen Waterworld. I really want to, It's though.
2: long. It is, it's actually a pretty good companion piece to the Postman about post-apocalyptic worlds. They should call the Postman uh, Landworld. <laughs> because it just happens on land it's a lot of the same themes interesting um but waterworld you know what people shit on that movie but it was a success and it's not terrible it's fine actually it's just long
1: i have since i was a child um i have wanted streets to flood so that i could go around them in a boat <laughs> And there was a park in Hartford, in Connecticut, that when it would rain real bad, it would get flooded. I was just like, oh, I just want to go down there in a kayak. Do
2: I have a movie for you, then. (gasps) Uh, Hard Rain, featuring Christian Slater and Morgan Freeman. Christian Slater versus Morgan Freeman. Ooh. Where in which Christian Slater is an armored truck driver Mm -hmm. um, going through a town that is experiencing an extremely heavy storm, where in which... The dam is going to break. Uh oh! And Morgan Freeman leads a band of thieves <gasps> that's going in there to rob these people blind because the entire town has been evacuated. Mm, Things are flooding. Smart. They're going to loot that town out. Yeah,
1: you might as well. Christian
2: Slater is a man who has like you know the uh, the keys. He buried the fun, the money that was in the truck that he was driving.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, but only he's the only person that knows where it is. But mm-hmm. he's also stuck in this town, so he's trying to dodge Morgan Freeman and his boys. <gasps> um, this is my dream. And also trying to get out of there with the money. Hmm. Meanwhile, the entire movie, rain, rain, rain. Oh the my entire God, I can't time. wait to watch it. Um, but it's actually like a lot of fun. Okay, um, A lot of fun and weird seeing Morgan Freeman as a bad guy at that time.
1: Ooh, are like, we talking like early 90s? This was like 98, oh, I believe. Before he slept
2: with step Before that. Wait, what? <laughs> and...
0: What? Yeah. What? If you could explain. Come <laughs> Come to me. Morgan Freeman apparently s- slept with or had an affair or relationship with his step granddaughter.
2: So not at all blood related.
0: Not blood related, but he was in her life when she was a child. Mm-hmm. And then a couple not long ago, she died in New York. Um, her ex boyfriend stabbed her. And oh my god! It just came out in the news. Like he just was found guilty, I think, for like manslaughter. What? And Jesus. He stabbed people by accident. I know. And he was like, oh, but. He had some weird story where he was like calling out Morgan Freeman, and we were like, mm, That's not really the point here. You killed her, so. Wow.
2: End of story. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. Oh my god. Oh,
1: Morgan. Did not
2: know that happened. Well, it's hard to look at him. It and- sounds tumultuous, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. You're
1: welcome, guys. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Oh, gosh. Oh, I had him on a pedestal. <laughs> mm, it's okay
2: but um but san andreas so great all right there's
1: gonna be a sequel how how do you have a sequel that? i have two exclamation points they, the
2: whole thing split off from the rest of the thing right what like the thing in san andreas is like pretty much california well no you know i don't know because i haven't seen it yeah jason from what it seemed like when they talk about san andreas the san andreas fault in california mm-hmm. the big thing they always say is if it does go off in the big way, mm-hmm. that you pretty much lose a lot of Southern California, like Los Angeles will split off from that state, and it will be just an island unto itself. Does that happen in this movie?
1: I'm trying to remain retain just a very blank stare. <laughs>
2: you are looking at me. Like you can't give away spoilers to San Andreas. <laughs> Is there an earthquake? <laughs> Jason, but regardless,
3: I can't I <laughs> can't wait. It's
1: going to be uh, great.
2: They're going to do it in New York. It'll be some fault line that we've never heard of before.
1: Well, Paul Giamatti, who is the seismologist in the movie, can tell you all about it. And <laughs> I'm going to call it Paul. <laughs> <laughs> call, call it Paulie. And um, he does say that it can be felt even on the East Coast. Ah. Uh... But he doesn't say that, like, at the end or mm-hmm. anything, like, leading. He just mentions it throughout the film. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right.
1: One can only hope. <laughs> um, I've also, because of Megan, uh, started watching Frasier. <laughs> and it's great.
2: I'm not even upset. I'm not, I can't be upset with that because I've watched a lot of Frasier, too. is good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so great. I laugh out loud. I'm LOLing all over this place. Mm-hmm. Watching that show, I think I'm like ten episodes in. Mm-hmm. It's great. All right, yeah.
2: Like the opening of the show, it's him singing a song about Toss salad and scrambled eggs.
1: What is the deal with that? Like oh, there's no origin. No, there's no. It's not a reference to anything. Okay. Unless it's a some sort of Cheers reference that I don't understand. Oh,
2: I don't know. I only have one small connection to Frasier. Mm. Um, outside mm. of watching it, mm. uh, I worked on a play. Um. And David Hyde Pierce was the director on the play. And I was a stagehand on it. And I, yeah, super thought, like, okay, like, you know, he's like a very nice guy, like, you know, very sweet man. And I'm like, oh, this guy doesn't even know who I am. And he asked me, hey, Jason, could you go over here and help me with this table? I'm like, he knows my name. <laughs> David Hyde Pierce knows my. Get out of here, man. Sure. Um super nice dude bought like bags for everyone that was like in the cast and crew. Oh,
1: that's so nice. Um
2: that were like embroidered with the name of the show in it. <gasps> Did you um... cry
1: cuz this is a nice gesture? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a,
2: an older man. Yet, You're like, Keep still a young boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just crying, just sobbing <laughs> from David high Pierce as so he hands you a bag. <laughs>
2: He's wondering what's wrong with this boy with emotionally.
1: That's so cool.
2: Um, but he's a super nice dude. Um, his husband's very nice. Um, what? What? His his husband's very nice. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> Sorry, you speak so fast sometimes.
2: Sorry, his husband was super nice. nice. Um, the show did eventually make it to Broadway for a very short run. Ooh, but it was there. Uh, the show. The name of the show was uh, It Should Have Been You.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Oh, it's so nice when you hear that people like that are actually really cool. He in lives up to it.
2: He's a super cool guy.
1: Oh, lovely. <laughs> um what else have you seen?
2: Um I was watching a bunch of stuff. I started watching Selfie. Um on oh, Hulu yeah. Um it's a lot of fun. I guess I don't have a huge amount of experience with uh, Karen Gillan. Um excuse me, Karen Gillan. I, I don't know what I, I keep saying Karen like Karen Culkin Karen Gillan. I don't have a huge amount of experience with her outside of I think like Doctor Who like um the the parts of her seasons that I've seen. Um I did like it. I really like, it, it felt fine. It felt like, why did this show get canceled?
0: Because of the name. Yeah. yeah. Name sucks,
1: and it did itself in before it was even a thing. Yeah. I
2: I like, it felt like this gets canceled, but that Tim Allen show, like, lasts, Last Man Standing it goes on forever? Okay, sure. Um, but regardless, like, it's good. Um, John Cho is so goddamn underrated. Like, he's a really good actor, and he's not in enough things. It's like, why aren't you leading more films? Like, why do I ever, only ever see you every four years in Star Trek? It's like, you're a fun dude to see in things. Like, um, and yeah, Karen Gill's great. She's a charming six-foot goofball. <laughs> like, it is... Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. I
0: feel like she does a great American accent with, like, the vocal fry as well. Yes. Of that type of person who's very social media obsessed. hmm did I write to ABC and ask them why? Did you do a write in get- letter? I did. I've never written a letter. Oh, wow. Letters, and I was like, <laughs> it's your own fault. You gave it a terrible name. I was like, why didn't you give it a chance? Love Megan. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> I do didn't work? <laughs> <laughs> she did.
1: Um, I had never watched Selfie, but I was very impressed when I watched Jumanji. Um, shut up. That. I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. It's an enjoyable movie. <laughs> um, she, Yeah, she had a perfect American accent. You would have never thought. You wouldn't know. She has a, quite a thick, Scottish accent.
2: And she is also in Infinity War, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I started watching that. I enjoyed that. Um, I watched uh, Last Flag Flying.
1: Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Uh,
2: we talked about it a little bit before on the, on the yeah. podcast. Um, but... It was good. It it's was
1: Steve Carell,
2: Steve Carell, Lawrence Fishburne, uh and Brian Cranston. Brian
1: Cranston right.
2: And it was good. It, I think I, w- I was expecting like so much more from it, mm-hmm. but what I got, I was fine with. Okay. I, I think I was like expecting me to just like really moved deeply, yeah. but like it was good um steve carell plays like a very sympathetic man uh the basic part of the film is that uh he has come back to his old uh, army buddies or, or marine buddies uh to help him bury his son Ugh. that died in conflict in uh the iraq war in like mm-hmm. 2003 it's a period piece it's set in like the early 2000s uh, i believe like 2003 2004 okay and yeah he's a very meek man mm-hmm. um very much loved his son Son died over there. He goes to pick up the body, but and
1: they and, were Vietnam vets.
2: They were Vietnam vets. Okay. Um, but what you find out is that, like, you know, I guess like they're they're each have like, some degree of disillusionment, like with the military. Mm-hmm. When they go there to get the the son's body, um, you know, Steve Carell just uh, has a little bit of a breakdown. Like, just mm-hmm. takes, his, son body, takes mm-hmm. his son's body, takes his son's body, and it's like I'm not letting you bury my son. Oh. Like, you know, with your honors, like I will bury my son myself. Like, you know, I will do that on my own. Like, I do not need this i don't have to like you know fit within this system anymore he doesn't
1: want a military burial for yeah okay. and the
2: backstory being that he himself was like kind of like screwed over by the military oh, uh okay. back in the back during vietnam he was like uh in prison for something that <gasps> you know he took the rap for brian Cranston and lawrence oh. with Fishburne. so he spent about two years in military prison oh
1: no yeah
2: um but you know
1: had he um when he called upon them had he seen them since? He had
2: not seen them in 30 years. Holy shit. So it's kind of them reconnecting, and they're all okay. in very different places in their lives. Like um, Lawrence Fishburne, like, you know, was a womanizing, like, you know, drug doing, like, you know, crazy guy mm-hmm. in Vietnam. But now he's like, I'm a pastor. Aww. So <laughs> I have a, a wife that I love and a congregation that i need to be back to so i can't really go with you guys in this journey he's like very much push and pull with yeah. them they're joined later on by like you know this uh this other young marine that was like his son's uh steve Quirrell's son's best friend okay. and like they kind of connect with him and like oh, you know nice. get to know more about what's going on now in the military and like how his son actually passed away and just it's good like it's 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 a it's weirdly a feel-good movie based on like, a very sad thing yeah but um, it's it's a it's a good movie with good performances. Um, it feels sometimes like Brian Cranston overpowers scenes, mm-hmm. but that's just the nature of that character, really. Okay. Like he, yeah, it
1: seems like a character he was in the uh, trailer being like yelling, just like yeah. wanting answers, and yeah, it didn't seem overacted so much as like his character is the brash.
2: Absolutely, of. yeah, not the fault of him. Mm-hmm. Just like that's the character. Like he takes over any conversation that he's in. Mm-hmm um but it was good it's an amazon movie it's on the review of amazon uh prime
1: uh yeah was re- they produced it
2: yeah it was an amazon film oh, they produced it that. like this came out it, it's been a kind of a big year for amazon like yeah. insofar as their films they did uh the big sick uh they did right. this last five flying a few months ago they did uh gringo like they're producing like
1: oh i didn't know they produced gringo, yeah so. they're
2: producing like quality films hmm. that like are coming out in theaters and I, it's weird that they're taking such a different route than netflix does yeah. on like their self-produced Using things the platform, yeah. yeah like netflix will sometimes very briefly fil- release films in theaters like mudbound for instance came out in oh. theaters very briefly to have contention for like you know oscars gotcha um, well, was, well amazon will actually try to have legitimate runs the films like you know at least at least like two month three month runs in order to to try and get some kind of like buzz out of it in like the space outside of their own platform because they know not everyone has amazon prime or amazon video netflix kind of can get away with it because a lot of people have netflix yeah Yeah. um but yeah that's one thing that i saw that i uh enjoyed recently um one thing that i saw and it's extremely nerdy Mm -hmm. i don't care this is our podcast I want to set <laughs> uh, um I completed finally um all of a series an anime oh, called God. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and let <laughs> me tell you it is so much fun um it has 4 seasons each season is different than the last mm. um the story centers around a family um each with like the syllables of their name being JoJo like um Joseph Joestar being the first of them so okay. Uh, but the story starts off very simply, I guess. Like, it's two brothers. One is, they're both aristocrats. Um, one brother's adopted, and ultimately, one brother's bad. And he's like, you know what? I want to take my whole brother's inheritance. I want to rule his life, all right? Mm-hmm. Anything he has, I want it, all right? I'm going to get his inheritance. It's going to be me. And then he gets turned to a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> And then. That was a twist. And, it <laughs> coming. and then his brother has to learn how to use sunlight martial arts to defeat him.
1: Oh my god.
2: Yes. And that's in 1880. And we flash forward 50 years to the 1930s. And Ooh. then it's his grandson, the next JoJo. And he has to go ahead and stop Aztec gods of fitness from taking over the world. Fitness? They are very fit men <laughs> <laughs> from the Aztec region <laughs> in Mexico. And they have come back to life because you know what they made vampires, and they are here Ooh. to shut shit down. And then he beats
1: they them. Made, they made vampires. Yes, but are they themselves vampires? They
2: are not themselves vampires. Oh,
1: well, they are similar. Something stronger than yourself.
2: Well, that's the thing. They are stronger than them. These are like perfect men. They are men oh. that are perfectly made.
1: So, like, Crims Hemsworth.
2: Yes. These, these band of Hemsworths <laughs> want to take over the world and create it in their Hemsworth image.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, let's do that.
2: But this new JoJo ain't having none of that. All right?
1: Mm. Ugh, thanks a lot, JoJo.
2: And now we flash forward another 50 years to the 1980s. Oh. And there's a brand new JoJo. All right? And he's a jerk. But he has to go to Egypt to stop that vampire, that first vampire from the first season, who became, who came back to life. And he's back now causing trouble in Egypt and they have to go all the way from Japan to Egypt to stop him. Oh, boy. And now you it's flash forward flight. only 10 years now.
1: Oh, okay.
2: We are in the 1990s. We're hanging out in a weird small town. <laughs> they
1: chose the 1990s <laughs> to end with.
2: We are in a small town in Japan, and basically the, the plot of the story is we have to stop these weird murders that are occurring in this small town. The stakes change dramatically. It's okay. like small stakes. We are like four... Like high school guys, and there are weird murders happening in this town. Mm. How do we stop it? Like, we don't know how. Like, we don't know who's doing it. We don't know. And we thought, like, okay, it has to be this one guy. Like, and they caught him, but they realize you have nothing to do with this. This yeah, murderer is still going, out here guys. doing terrible things. And I'm giving a very light description of the show and the insanity that happens therein, but I enjoyed it very much. It was very important to me over the course of like a year, and I felt the need to give it a shout out and say, if you're into like animated things maybe check this out
1: i have a question that is probably dumb go for it i could have just googled and saved myself the shoot the shot but it's fine the defin- what is the definition of anime is it literally just any japanese cartoon or is it a very specific because it's a specific looking style but i wasn't like is there a clear-cut definition
2: for the most part yes anything that is considered to be animated in japan mm-hmm is considered to be anime for okay. the most part.
1: I think I might have accidentally watched an anime.
2: <laughs> you accident- accidentally did it to yourself.
1: I told, I texted you about it last night.
3: hmm Oh, the, God- saw, uh, oh, go the ahead. Godzilla thing. Okay. I
1: got real excited. <laughs> I was like, is there a new movie? What's happening? Mm-hmm. And so I started watching it, and the thumbnail of it on Netflix... Like, it looks so good, Mm -hmm. and the animation is gorgeous, Mm -hmm. but then I realized, oh, I think it's an anime.
2: Um, It is, Mm -hmm. one. Two, I just saw the trailer and I was not interested. Like, it has an interesting premise, like, a thousand years from now, humanity's still alive, but they are running in fear from Godzilla, who has taken yeah. over the Earth. Yeah. He's kicked humanity off the planet. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, kind of a cool premise. Like, oh shit, Godzilla won. He won for a thousand years.
1: Because oh, it starts out, I didn't get very far. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, Mothra is there, and all the...
2: All the classic the monsters. The
1: Scooby-Doo gang is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then everyone gets off on, like, ships. And then, now they're going back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But... I don't care about people. And it was a lot of people talking. That's
2: a lot of Godzilla movies.
1: And I don't want to know anything about that. I just want to see him. (laughs) I also don't like it when he's the bad guy. Okay. I Fair like enough. it when he's the good guy because I love him no matter what and at least <laughs> with my moral compass I feel better when he's the good guy. Mm-hmm. I also, um, a couple weeks ago started to watch the original Godzilla movie from nineteen fifty four. And it was actually really good. I haven't finished it. This
3: was the Japanese mm-hmm. version or the American mm-hmm. version? The Japanese version. Okay.
1: Um, and it was very good. Um even though even with the people talking I was interested. And it's um just the way they kind of approach it, and they show how it's affecting regular people, and then how Absolutely. the government is dealing with it, and blah, blah blah, and like then there's a scientist who, at one point, he, I think it was a it was me if I was in this movie it was he was sitting, he goes into his office and he's just sitting in the dark and he's so sad and his daughter comes in and it's like what's wrong. And he's just sad because they're going to try to kill Godzilla. And he doesn't want them to. So he's mm-hmm. just sitting in the dark. And then you see in front of him a little stegosaurus statue thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just leave me. <laughs> <laughs> and then she backs out and he goes, and turn off the lights. Because <laughs> he's so sad about the killing Godzilla. <laughs> um but, yeah, it's super good, and I want to finish it. Um,
2: it's worth watching. There's yeah. been a lot of announcement in that movie that is, like, you know, very interesting to read yeah. on, too, so far as, like, you know, what it means, as far as, like, a catharsis of mm-hmm. a terrible thing that occurred. Like, just, mm-hmm. it's, I would like There's to actually watch it a lot watch of layers it to it, yeah. A lot yeah. of layers to that film.
1: Um, and the acting was actually surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I always expect cheesier acting. From that time. From that time, but it was legit. Okay. Um, yeah, I want to finish it. It was great. All right.
2: Um. Oh, I can talk about uh, what you had me watch for the last time we met. Uh, Lincoln.
1: One second. Okay. I also saw Death of Stalin. It was great. Oh, please talk about that. Yes, Death um, Stalin. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Uh-huh. Who Was there any resolution? Did he? He was part of the Me Too movement. He did something he shouldn't have done. He supposedly, I, I think. Yeah.
2: I'm not surprised, I guess.
1: Me neither. <coughs> um <laughs> Um I think yeah, the allegations of him I think it was it inappropriate touching. Like getting too close and saying inappropriate things to women. General gross old man stuff I feel like uh, okay. that we've come to accept. Yeah. Um uh, so it's him so that his personal life aside he's good in the movie mm-hmm. um he's very funny it's him it's steve buscemi is it buscemi or buscemi buscemi that's okay. what i've heard um jason isaacs who he's in a uniform and he looks great rupert friend olga kurilenko
2: oh, i've not seen her anything in a long time
1: yeah she's good in it and okay. i feel like it's one of the first times i've ever gotten her to see her really act 'Cause I usually never... she's just very pretty and in the background and she actually is able to do a little bit in this movie.
2: I've seen a lot of like mid two thousands bad action movies. Exactly. And like to see her in something like that sounds yeah. interesting. and like, she's also she's the only one that casts that's Russian. So yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um and pa- Patty Considine. Oh yeah, okay. Um yeah, he's great. Um it's really funny and dark. Um basically uh Jeffrey Tambor, um steve buscemi and like one other guy who i think he's british actor i don't know
3: Mm
1: -hmm. um they all first of all they're all in russia none of them have russian accents they're all just using their regular accents Mm -hmm. um which i appreciate why bother trying to do that Mm -hmm. um uh steve buscemi and jeffrey tambor and another guy are all um um stalin's like right-hand men Mm -hmm. and then stalin dies and they all just want to be the next him. Okay. And it's them. It's like politics and them running around trying to like backstab each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Rupert Friend plays um, Stalin's son. He's kind of like a drunken little mess mm-hmm. who <laughs> um, accidentally... He was, like, sponsoring or coaching the Russian national hockey team, mm-hmm. but then they all died in a plane crash. And so he's trying to, like, put together this other hockey team, but they suck. And he's very <laughs> frustrated by <laughs> okay. it. And he just starts to kill them. Um, and so it's them all running around trying to be the next Ted Hacho. Okay. And it's surprisingly funny.
2: It seems like a pretty funny premise. Like with those actors... With those
1: actors, yeah.
2: ...in those roles, it sounds pretty funny, actually. It's
1: great. I would strongly recommend
2: it. Okay. And that came out in theaters... It's currently in theaters right now, right?
1: Yeah, I saw it a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: I got to check that out.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, but- Is there
1: anything else?
2: Oh, yeah, anything else?
1: Megan and I just watched The Saint.
2: <laughs> How did you guys feel about The Saint? <laughs> like, I've not seen it <laughs> in a long time.
0: Um, it's amazing. <laughs> it still holds up. Uh-huh. Actually, the... It's from 1997.
2: Mm-hmm. Based on a show from the 60s. Yes. And mm-hmm.
0: Sir Roger Moore was the saint originally. Right. Our Bondi. And then he became James Bond. Um, yeah. 1997. I thought the technology of this like independent contractor, essentially what's like a spy, but mm-hmm. he's a thief um, would be horrible. But I, th- I feel like it held up really well. I th- predicts I feel like the future
1: of technology pretty well with what they have him using and how he's utilizing it which is pretty
0: cool and like Russia and election meddling mm-hmm. and you know evil basically Russians are like he's the villains yeah, yeah. Mm. um still great a lot of problematic stuff with their relationship which I didn't oh, really who notice who plays the female lead in Elizabeth this. Shue man I haven't seen her anything in so long like I been going back and rewatching this. <laughs> she's fantastic. Uh huh. Um, she looks just like a friend of ours named Jenny. <laughs> but she's a lady scientist. Okay. Who is discovering or like making cold fusion a reality? Okay. I feel
2: so, like there was like a lot of like movies in the '90s set about like cold fusion. Yes.
0: Wasn't there a movie with
2: Keanu Reeves yes, called Cold yes, Fusion? Yes,
0: yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Was that what it's called? Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> There's also uh, a movie with, like Skeet Ulrich and like Cuba Gooding like, about Cold Fusion again.
0: Mm, I'm not buying that one as much. Sorry, Skeet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Shue. Yes. <laughs> um,
1: I think one of my favorite parts was that his phone, his it's like a regular phone and then it flips open mm-hmm. like sidekicks or whatever when we were in <laughs> college. I definitely had a phone that like... Or some like slid up and said slid open.
2: But there's only one sidekick.
1: <laughs> is that the sidekick the one that opened Oh up? yeah, it
2: twisted like open, like it just like like a switchblade. Oh,
1: yeah. His phone his like regular phone had like it like could open up mm-hmm. and a little keyboard and all stuff. I loved his gadgets basically. He had great gadgets. Great okay. Disguises. He had great disguises. But not the worst. Passable accents, yeah.
2: Like, 97 for, like, spy movies. That's, like, a big year. That's, like, the year of the Avengers, year of, like, the... Uh, Mission Impossible? Mission Impossible was, like, 96, I believe.
1: The 90s were great for movies like this. That though. was
2: GoldenEyes year, too. Oh.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and there was something else that came out. I think Thomas Crown Affair was, like, a year later or something like that. But... Another remake. Yeah, another remake. Like, if you were a spy, if you were a British guy in the late 90s, you were getting work.
1: <laughs> 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 um... So, yeah, I think that was it in terms of what I saw. So, yeah, I, I completely failed to do my assignment, but I'm the worst.
2: <laughs> but I did mine.
1: Good job.
2: Can I, Go ahead.
0: Can I give you both an assignment? Sure. From the fans being me and Tootsie. is <laughs> a dog, by the way. <laughs> um, so, can Can we have the two of you? possibly the biggest Gerard Butler slash only Gerard Butler (laughs) fans on the planet. Jerry, I love you. Sounds for you, Jerry. Uh, Can you guys write up just an outline or a treatment? I don't know what that word means in Uh, Hollywood terms. Yeah, sounds right. Of your ideal Gerard Butler movie. Your next Gerard Butler vehicle. Yes, that Please. can be done. The two of you, I want to hear it. Maybe we can all read it aloud <laughs> in the next episode. <laughs> Thank
1: you. <laughs> I will happily take that request.
2: You know, it'd be—we've been fans of Jerry for so long. It'd be so weird to work for him now. It'd be so interesting because we're gonna—this movie's gonna get made, obviously.
1: It has to. <laughs> it has to. Surely, I, I feel like he's great with his fans. Probably. Mm-hmm we're number one
2: obviously top of the list
1: like mm. ugh, i can't wait okay, sorry <laughs> you watched lincoln
2: i did watch lincoln and i really enjoyed it right it's like
1: a really good movie it's
2: like so good it annoys me that people <laughs> now are saying it feels people now are saying like you know um for spielberg like well, he's lost it he doesn't have that juice anymore mm. shut your mouths and go back six years and watch lincoln it's really good. It's
1: gorgeous. The acting's amazing. The cast is great. It is so well-paced. It
2: You lose yes. yourself in it. It's like, yeah, this is what happened. Like, it's a dramatization right. of what occurred, but it just feels like this is so accurate to what things were at that time. Yes. Like, the performances, the costuming, the setting, mm-hmm. like, it's all good.
1: You've just, like, you're, it's going to seem like a very obvious statement, but, like, you really do feel like you're watching history unfold.
2: Absolutely, like which is amazing. It feels like really yes, you are there at these moments. Like it you know, transports you. Yeah, it it immediately does. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Lewis' performance is amazing.
1: It's did he win the Oscar for this? I
2: believe that he did. And I don't.
1: I, you know what? Oh, I don't know.
2: I, I gotta look, go back and look. I don't know yeah. who was. It may be one of those controversial years where it's like, if he didn't win, who the f did? Yeah, <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. It's 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 a saving private Ryan Shakespearean love scenario. Like it's it's he was so good and so relatable and so fun and up. like Link, yeah. And he portrayed the character in such a way where it's just like Yeah. Of course his man's a folk hero. It feels like it feels like with it through history, Lincoln has become a folk hero hero because oh, totally. yeah, he was he was assassinated, of course, but like he was the president during like the most tumultuous time mm-hmm. in America perhaps, like Civil mm-hmm. War, and it's just like to come out of that like yes Abraham Lincoln feels larger than life and he portrays this larger than life character in such a relatable way
1: yes he is he did win thank okay. god otherwise right. letters would have been <laughs> but it's just like he's
2: he's able to like you know th- when they show Lincoln like relating to soldiers like talking to them like oh, like, a, it's like so, another so person lovely. like yeah. he's like just telling stories like in the middle yes. of the telegram room it's just like man
1: like, he seems like such a cool individual. You just want him to be your dad and, or your grandpa. And then when there are instances where it's like
2: he is a, such a lawyer to the T, where mm-hmm. it's like he has to think about the legality of everything that he's doing. And it's just when you think about that, like, you're he, the, the character is portrayed to be playing at the top of his intelligence at all times. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at a man who is towards the end of his presidency, but he just seems so weary from all things. Oh I've ever yeah, heard. and like he's playing with such weight on his so- shoulders, and like you know, I feel and about he
1: plays like... that physically too. You could see it as yes. if it's starting to like crumble him. And they're
2: uh, just great camera work and like setting and direction and blocking to like make him appear taller than mm-hmm. everyone in the room mm-hmm. because like, I'm I don't believe Daniel Lewis is six four.
1: He's like six two. I just saw when I okay, looked up to so the, close yeah.
2: enough to Lincoln's site where it's like. Not insane that he would be that tall.
1: It's not Robert Downey Jr. trying to (laughs) be six foot eight.
2: (laughs) But um but yeah, um outside of his own performance, which is great, um Sally Field doing a great performance of like uh Mary Ty Lincoln and Tommy Lee Jones killing it.
1: Tommy Lee Jones, possibly the best performance of his career. Like
2: I was laughing and turning, like, what's up with this wig? And then it's like, right? oh, it is just truly a wig. Like, yeah. it's
1: just, he has to wear this, When he like, takes it off at the end, it's great. Yes,
2: and the revelation, like, why, like, he is such a, like, he's abolitionist, like, he's mm-hmm. very much, like, against, like, you know, slavery, and of mm-hmm. course, like, you know, having it be, like, like yes, all people are equal, yeah. like, and he's so fervent about it, and mm-hmm. like, of course, us being the time that we are in now, right. well, hell yes, he's fervent about it, but yeah. then you see the purpose, not the purpose, but a big reason behind that is like he is
1: married to a black woman. It's just like... When he went home at the end of that night and then like, oh, he has a nice relationship with this woman where he's not just like, this is my slave. And then when they're getting in the bed and I was just like, tears, tears, tears. You're on the plane. Keep it together. Tears, tears. Uh, It's so great and so moving and you don't see it coming Mm -hmm. because the movie has already, like the vote has passed. Like it's already wrapped up so you don't see this other like really uplifting kind of twist coming again at the end after that yes and i like
2: that they look at the it is a movie steeped in like legalese Mm -hmm. but it's so understandable yeah like it's they're able to write in such a way where you're able to understand everything that's being said and the concepts that are presented to you Mm -hmm. um i like that they didn't show certain things and did show certain Mm -hmm. things I like that they showed, like, you know, a lot of the White House and what it's like with yeah. him there at home with his family. Mm-hmm. And I like that they didn't necessarily show, like, the assassination. Yes. Like, I thought that was really cool. And like, oh, that's smart.
1: And because you, you don't need to. Everyone knows. So really, you're just showing this amazing man and what you really did lose when you lost him because you've shown this character across the board. Mm. Like, because he's not perfect. They show the flaws in him. Especially when he gets in the argument with Mary Todd. Yes, when uh, he smacks
2: uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt yes. in the face. Like
1: yes, um, and I forgot what I was going to say, but yeah, it's phenomenal.
2: For as far as characters wearing stovepipe hats, <laughs> Danny Lewis is your man to go to. All uh, right, he wears it. <laughs> it's like a crown. It's either Butcher Bill or <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> <laughs> and. Let me tell you. Yeah. Like he, he does it to the full tilt. Like it was it was so good and there's so many people in this movie. It is
1: jam-packed with people who if you even if you don't know their name, you recognize their faces. Yes.
2: If you were a white dude over thirty, mm-hmm. you're getting work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're like between the ages of forty and fifty-five, this is your film. Absolutely. Yeah. Like having dudes like, Wait, Walton Goggins is in this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all right,
2: cool. Yeah, my nemesis James Spader was
1: there, yes, and he was he's wonderful, fantastic. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: this is one James Spader I'd like to meet. Uh, yeah, he's um, so
1: charming and vaguely uh, uh, drunk the whole time.
2: Yes, and John Hawks. and I forget the uh,
1: is this yeah. Stephen Tobolowski is this the third guy. I don't, I don't remember.
2: Um, regardless, that trio is like great. They like
1: really funny and charming. The yeah. scene where James Spader is about to get shot in the street,
2: <laughs> I laughed so hard.
1: And <laughs> is it? is it him or is it someone else who at the end where they have to grab Lincoln or they have to get a written thing they have to run from the Senate they back to, to run, the White House and it's James Spader and then is it him who falls or someone else who falls on the way there I think it's someone else who falls James Spader is and like- it's so fucking funny because you don't see it coming because it's such a tense portion of the movie and they're just sprinting and watching a man just fall <laughs> straight on his face <laughs> during that was the greatest thing He's ever. He's like out of
2: breath in a reasonable He's way. like so just... out of breath. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like It reminds me
2: of a story I heard about James Spader. Like, he had to like get ready for this role um, and he had a scene where he had to be shirtless. And he was coming up and was like, I'll get ready for it. They've been shooting this movie for like weeks at this point. He's not working out, doing anything <laughs> for it. And then like two days before he runs like ten miles or something <laughs> like that. He's like, Yeah, I think I'll be ready. <laughs> 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 it was like, sure, man, cool. I appreciate it. Oh,
1: good for him.
2: But um but outside of that, like it's it's such a well made film.
3: Mm.
2: Um I like that it showed, like, you know, the not so like quaint or like nice things about like, you know, like that, the fact that his wife did have like mental issues, yeah. the fact that his son may have have had developmental issues, like
1: what
2: that his his youngest son, yeah,
1: like,
2: that to me that, that's what I felt at least in watching that film. No,
1: nope.
2: you didn't pick that up. No, nope. to me that's what it felt like at least. Oh, I don't no. know, that, like not, but like I don't know. It just felt overall strong, and like they didn't shy away from like you know potentially negative things mm-hmm. about him and his life and mm-hmm. all
1: that. When um. And they didn't, I mean, it was gruesome, but it was fairly brief. And there was a purpose to it when Joseph Gordon led it, because he wants to um, join the army so badly. Mm-hmm. And so when they just wheelbarrow those limbs across. Yeah. Oh,
2: like that was fart. quite graphic.
1: Yes. But also showing you like, so it was terrible. Yeah. And they didn't have to show a battlefield. They didn't have to show anything they showed else. showed it to you once at the start. Yes.
2: And that's enough to be like, This
1: sucks Yeah. <laughs> like I hope and this then, ends. Yeah, and then you feel the impact of seeing those limbs at the same time in the same way as Joseph Gordon Levitt does when he sees them and it's like, ooh, ooh, ooh brutal.
2: And like you understand like Joseph Gordon Levitt's like motivation to Absolutely. want to go and join it because totally. like at that time we're like your friends, like, you know yeah. the person down the street, like any every like fourth man mm-hmm. is trying to fight for the safety and like union of the country mm-hmm. and like he's just there like on the sidelines like not able to do much of anything right. in any kind of way shape or form like mm-hmm. i'm in college i don't actually have the ability to like affect anything right. i want to go and fight but my dad's the president and yeah. he won't let me do it <laughs> yeah. like and just seeing his frustration mm-hmm. and eventually being allowed to do it it's like i i totally understand and, the characters. and on
1: the other side understanding absolutely understanding lincoln being like no 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 no, no. Uh, yeah. you are not doing this like especially because one of our sons already died
2: like kid did you see the first three minutes of this movie this war sucks
1: <laughs> <laughs> look at that wheelbarrow of limbs
2: <laughs> you yeah. saw a wheelbarrow of hands <laughs> of hands that they can't attach to their bodies anymore because <sighs> we don't know who they belong to yeah. you wouldn't do this really like, it was a, uh, I'm glad I watched it. I felt yeah. like, I've, like, for some reason, not shied away from it, but I just never got around to it.
1: It's, you know it's going to be, or at least you expect, and it is to a degree, like, an incredibly heavy movie, so you're just like, this is not going to be, like, super uplifting, so you, it's kinda, you have to get in the mindset for it, I feel and, like.
2: And looking into it, this film did have, like, financing issues, where it was hard for them to get the money to make the film. Like sitting down with Fox and uh, who was the other distributor? And I forget. But just like, well, we don't know. You know, is it going to make a billion dollars? Like, come on. It's yeah. not. It's not The Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's just this is a, a good movie that should be made for the sake of being a good movie. And yeah. it's just like it was so tough for them to like for the names of Steven Spielberg and Daniel Day-Lewis to get the yeah. money needed to make the film. Well, they got it eventually, but like not easily. Mm um
1: it was just nice to see a movie that lived up to the expectation of the person that they were making about yes like yeah good Um, job i think if abe was here he'd be like nice job guys d-day lewis you're killing it
2: it made me feel like man is potentially like yeah like
1: they're america and then it made me feel like
2: man america sucks (laughs) Mm,
1: let's just stay. let's just watch this movie again
2: (laughs) but all that aside um i did enjoy it Um, But we all, collectively, all three of us here, did see a movie together. Yeah. (laughs) We saw uh, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, we did. Um, And I had a great time. What about you guys? Indeed. (laughs) So
0: good. Jaw, my jaw dropped. I was sitting next to Jason and... For like the entire credit sequence, I was agog.
2: Now let's just, just guess Walter get this A-Gog out of the way right now. <laughs> <laughs> Both I you get out of this apartment that is not mine right now. Um, um, and I guess I think
1: you saw it twice. Also, we saw it twice. I think I saw that you had posted. Yes, it, I saw Apparently, it. I stalked you online that <laughs> 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 you had seen it twice. Also,
2: yes, yeah, so back to back that Thursday and Friday. And I guess just to get out of the way early, spoilers, spoilers, so hard. All of them. Spoilers yeah. things all over the place. If yeah. you want to like get a leave now we're spoiling everything
1: get with the program and go see it you're welcome join the rest of basically the world so yeah let's just jump into
2: this Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. i did see it back to back i saw it that thursday and that friday um i felt like our theater was a little like not hot on it necessarily it felt like they weren't like when you guys saw it twice did like any of your theaters like cheer at certain parts or like you know Get out of the seats or anything like that. Or I
1: might have heard a, a clap or something here or there, but nothing crazy. Okay.
0: We definitely heard one loud chip eater. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to murder someone, Thanos style. Oh yeah. Yeah, you didn't
1: hear. There's in front of us. There's some motherfucker just going for those potato chips. I did not pick that Rude.
2: up. I was just like focused on the screen that time. I guess because
0: it was such an intense. Yeah. Whole movie mm-hmm. that you're like totally in it, and then some dill hole was like crinkling yeah and just like mm. crinkling the bag uh. <laughs> so Like, stop pulling me out of the, the
1: universe um <laughs> okay. sorry, no, sorry. Uh, let's break it down they uh,
2: jump right the hell into they it they do and i like that a lot like they did not care it's like all right. You've seen 10 years of movies? Shut up. Here we go. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. Well, they get right into it? And
1: they keep that pace going. Without being exhausting, they keep that pace up the whole movie, which mm-hmm. makes it go really fast. I was surprised when it ended, because mm-hmm. I was like, surely it couldn't have been the 17 hours long that this movie is.
2: Yes. Um, when they get there, it's like, when we start, we're in space. We're like right at the end of uh, Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And you get to the ship, it's like, ooh, things look bad. And then you get on the ship, ooh, things are worse. And it's Thanos holding Thor by the throat, like, ruined your shit.
1: He carry, He palms his head like a little basketball, and it's the greatest.
2: Yes. And the whole ship is ruined, and Thanos is there with his crew, um, his his children. Um, and they have beaten the two strongest characters in the Avengers seemingly easily. Like, Yes, like we've—he's has Thor's head in his hand, still attached to his body. He's not decapitated, right, right. <laughs> but like out of nowhere, like he's talking to Loki. Like you know, I ruined you guys. What are you gonna do about it? Like we got a Hulk. Hulk comes out, and Thanos ruins him in like 13 seconds, without the use of a stone, seemingly.
1: Mm.
2: Um, and then from there, they did he
1: ha- didn't he have a didn't he have the power stone at that? point? He did
2: have the power stone, so he could use he could use a stone. But see, like he's just punching him hard. And fast.
1: Um, we had a question. Megan brought it up, and it was very smart. And I didn't even think of it. Um, where was Valkyrie? He did mention um, that he only kills half the they people. They killed half of them, right. So Maybe that's she's I, alive. That's what I thought. That was the only explanation I could come up with.
0: But like, what about when the spaceship explodes? Then are half of the are the saved half on
2: it? Now here is what I think. I think maybe Heimdall got them out of there. He does have the oh, us. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, no shit.
2: So, oh, R.I.P. Oh. Heimdall. He is the first person to go down in this film. That's
0: what killed me. Is like they really rip the rug out from under you from minute one. Mm-hmm. They instill a serious fear in you of this villain. Like, no, this is unlike any others. Mm-hmm. Even his his children, yeah. his henchmen, mm-hmm. are powerful. Yeah, it's. Whew.
1: Yeah, Squidward's great. Squidward? <laughs> I don't know his real name. What is his, his character
2: uh, name? I forget like his actual like character's name. Right, those Squidward. characters, by the way, are relatively new. All those characters were invented like in twenty thirteen for oh. an event called Infinity. Um, they were not like long standing characters from the sixties or seventies or anything like that. They are really new. That's so cool. within the last five years they have been like invented and created and like inputted into things.
1: Interesting.
2: Um, but that guy, Squidward, mm-hmm. let's call him. He
1: was so great. He was extremely powerful. Yes. Um, and he knew it.
2: He looked like Voldemort. Yeah, he
1: did. <laughs> if Voldemort had babies with an octopus, mm-hmm. it'd be him. Yes.
2: Um. He. Like, it, it, I liked his death that occurred. Yeah, that's great. Like, it's just like, yes. yeah, you totally outclassed me. I'm going to blast a hole in the ships and goodbye now. <laughs> like, get sucked out of this. We, I, I can't fight you one on one. That's crazy. I, I would totally die like eight times.
0: But, like, great use of Spider Man and yes, looking at things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that story that we all hear where it's like they tell you that uh, an 18 wheeler got stuck in a bridge and everyone was trying to figure out how to move it, and then the cops are like, hmm, and some five year old is like, deflate the tires. That was Spider Man in this situation.
2: <laughs> Wait, and we've all heard, heard that, story? Story. that story.
0: What is that story? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's supposed to be a lesson of like how we should listen to kids a little bit more because mm-hmm. like we're used to being like, oh, we're the adults. We know what we're talking about. Right. Um, but really, like the simplest answer might be the best answer. Mm-hmm. And youth. That's my point. <laughs> <Youth, period>. man <Spider-Man.
2: laughs> 2018. Yeah. But no, I agree. Yes. Um, but I've, But before that even happens, before that. Sucking out of the ship occurs. Like Mm -hmm. the we, Heimdall gets the Hulk to Earth. Bruce Banner tells them Thanos is coming, and they're like, "What's a Thanos?" Scared.
1: Yes. Yeah. As
2: we all are.
1: (laughs) But I, yeah, Mark Ruffalo is just so great as the Hulk. I love his portrayal of him. It's not a new epiphany or anything, (laughs) but yeah, it's the first time you really do see characters really genuinely terrified.
2: Yes. Um I feel like Ruffalo's portrayal of the Hulk has evolved over time. Mm-hmm. The point where he's just he's just tired. Like it just Poor feels like guy. the cat like Bruce Banner's just tired and out of it. Like, what's this happens now? Who's that? This person's on the team? <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, jeez, guys, so much has changed. <laughs> like I really do like his like portrayal of Bruce Banner like yeah I'd be tired too to deal with all that in the last few years
1: and his the whole issue with the Hulk not wanting to come out yeah it all was very interesting I liked it
2: I love that the trailers lie to us and like there's a scene yes, yes yes, where like the Hulk is like there with like all the other Avengers like running out on the field or whatever oh yes absolutely what?
1: that's not cool
2: that's awesome <laughs> I
1: feel betrayed <laughs>
2: I'm totally fine with that red herring
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what's happening? (laughs) Some people. Why is it dusty in here? (laughs) (laughs) I was not at all moved by anyone dying. What? What? No. Not even (laughs) Spider-Man? No. I mean, that one, yeah, but, like, I, like, whatever. But the fact that it, like, actually happens, and you're like, there goes half of the I was surprised, but, like... I... I
2: I had a little bit of tears build up inside of me. Oh, really? Like, when Spider-Man went, I was like, no, not him. Anyone but him.
1: Oh, no. Because,
2: like, just the relationship that he had with uh, Tony Stark is like, he's just a kid. Like, he really does just want to. This is all he's ever wanted to be. And he just wants to save people. Like, even seeing that fight where, like, you know, everyone's being knocked around, he has an opportunity to to attack. He's like, nope, saving these people Mm. from dying. It's like, I just want to save people. And this happens. And the way he, like, approaches it, he just says, like, he calls him Mister Stark. Yeah. He doesn't say like Tony or Iron Man. Just like, hey, teacher, I don't feel good. Um, I feel terrible, and like
1: he improved that.
2: That's fantastic. Then yeah,
1: that's oh yeah, because I watched <laughs> watched a video because all I do is watch YouTube videos <laughs> um, about what was improvised in that movie, and that was one of the things.
2: Like um, people right now, I think are very mad about Star Lord in this movie. What? and his decisions
1: oh yeah because he's a piece of shit <laughs> oh i understand your anger but like come on guy bigger picture for just a second
2: to me it felt par for the course where it's just like yeah you are a 13 year old kid that never got the chance to grow up
1: it wasn't out of character yeah,
2: yeah. totally felt within character it's like yep of course you do this you are an emotional baby mm-hmm. and that's why we love you <laughs> yeah
0: but how, also how crazy is it that tony stark almost dies Saved, yeah, and then doesn't die when half of the Avengers die in the end. I
2: I love this movie because people, everyone that's going to see it like are have a, have a theory at least going in like, oh well, Chris Hem like the Chris Evans' contract is up, right. Robert Andrews' contract is up. Right. They're totally going to get in this. People watch this, I compare it to, people watch this like people watch wrestling. Like, well, I know what's going on behind the scenes, right? So, like, I'm, I'm smart to what's going on here. No, you're not. I'm going to twist it around on you. I'm not that person. So,
0: like, <laughs> I, I don't know. In a way, I'm just like, what's going to happen? Okay. And, like, please tell me, Jason.
1: <laughs> oh, I think I'm, maybe I'm just dead inside. <laughs> um, I never really worried about them.
2: Really? As far as, like, no. not being in, the, in future films?
1: just worried about their characters like <laughs> you'll be fine.
2: Well, here's the thing because they've always won. They always won up until this point.
1: And I know that given I think it's because of the nature of these films and this series and everything like you know they're going to come back at least some of them. Oh well, yeah. So like I think that's why the pragmatic side of me is like what
2: but, like, the stakes didn't matter as much to you because it's just the fact of, like, well, they're going to come back. The
1: stakes of just trying to beat Thanos, yes. Mm-hmm. But the, <laughs> the stakes of life and death, no? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know.
0: It's also, it's also crazy because, like, not crazy. This is me thinking it through. It's sort of like it's the fact that they lost. And mm-hmm. we've seen them come close to losing before, but we're like, well, they never actually lose. Like, Tony right. Stark's going to come back through that wormhole. mm mm-hmm. um, you know like Loki is actually not dead right um, and then they make a point of being like I think he's dead for real this time and at the end not only does like everyone die but then Thanos is still alive and he still has all the infinity stones yeah so like this guy that you couldn't beat isn't even like he's like tired but he's not necessarily weakened right so how do you you're in the same place I love at the next start of the next film presumably
2: yes I love the theme that, like, this is kind of his movie mm. in the way that he is the hero of this film to himself in a degree, In a degree, which is, like, a good thing. Like, yes, a villain should be framed as, like, I'm the hero of my own story. And also the, for the fact that he was willing to sacrifice and they weren't. Like, we could just take the stone out of Vision. No, 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 no. We can save Vision. Mm. Totally save him. Fuck that. Like, we can just destroy the time stone. No, 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 no. The time stone is a thing to be protected. Like, we don't have to destroy That's it. We're going to keep yeah. it. And Thanos is like, I will kill my own daughter win mm. i don't care mm. like it's sacrifice versus not willing to sacrifice
1: i also liked and i hope you don't we talked about this so i'm glad y- you don't think i'm a psychopath <laughs> um that there is a logic behind what thanos absolutely yeah you can totally see his it's like twisted point. but like yeah he has a point it's understandable uh yeah like it makes him more interesting and not empathetic because like ew but easier to like him. He's compelling. He's a more compelling bad guy as opposed to just wanting to kill everybody.
2: Absolutely. And his performance, Josh Brolin's performance is really good too. Yeah. Like it's it. the mocap captured his performance very well. Yeah. I thought, um, and I I remember watching an interview, he was very much on the fence about doing it.
1: Yeah.
2: Like I believe Mark Ruffalo I had said, like, you should probably do it. Like, you know what they can do now, like mm. MoCap, it's like you you wouldn't believe. Mm. Um and he was just surprised like, to look back and say, Wow, those are my eyes blinking. Like, the characters blinking, like, you know, my facial ticks are being represented here it's across the character. That's so weird. I have to imagine. Um but what's funny is like the the mocap king, Andy Serkis, never had him do mocap at all in, in any of the movies that he appeared in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and also in Black Panther.
1: Oh yeah. Oh. You still haven't seen it? Oh, well, watched it today. Ooh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um Forever, that's a
3: <laughs> Yes, and <laughs> no, thank no, you.
1: No. <laughs> um so what was your favorite parts?
2: My favorite parts. Um Definitely had to be when I got very excited. Captain Rex showed up. I was like,
1: "Yeah, he looks good." Okay, so we enjoyed that for different reasons. But I, it was the it was the first time I've ever been excited to see him show up. Okay, and I first time I ever found him. Although I went back and watched uh, Civil War, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this is better than I thought it was," and a little more thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really was the first time I was like, "Oh." Yes, he's here, and I'm excited, not just because the people are going to be rescued, but because he's here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I liked the new outfit he gave him, because it looks good. Mm -hmm. And his hair and his beard, although I think they are extensions in the back of his head, that's fine. (laughs) Because he mentioned that his hair was thinning in an interview that I watched, bless his soul. (laughs) He's looking great. Mm. I...
2: I... I did like the scene where he did talk with uh Thor on the battlefield. It's like, huh, I see, you still in my beard? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, nice haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, I did very much enjoy the battle on Titan. Um, I liked that a lot. And Tony Stark giving his all to like just like fight Thanos and like just breaking his suit apart and just Thanos' spine. Like all that just for a drop of blood.
1: Good on you. Seeing <laughs> Tony Stark scared is definitely a new thing yes genuinely not just afraid of like losing people but afraid just of another entity because he's always so cocky
2: he's totally cocky in like the face of like anything Mm. and this is like one issue once one time we're just like i i did everything i did the best i could but i couldn't win um another thing i liked on titan was this nebula coming into the fight just from space like she does and every every time we see her in like the guardians movies and this she crashes into the battlefield <laughs> from space
1: in the ship. It's just like, yes, thank
2: you for doing this.
1: Her torture scene, even though it was terrible, like ugh, gut-wrenching, mm-hmm. it was really, A, the way that, that she had her in like parts and how they filmed like her. like a from-
2: diagram almost. Yeah,
1: the way when you first see her, it's just her head and then they shift mm. the camera and she's all in parts. It's really cool and terrible. Um and interesting and it was something i'd never seen before like that it was really mm-hmm. cool
2: um i liked that i like that a lot i did like seeing a uh, huge spoiler here uh when they go to where the the mind not minds gem is um i forget which one the soul gem and they are there on the planet, and then the Red Skull shows up, like, ah, oh, awesome! Was very cool. Like he's not dead. Um, and it
1: looked the way it looks is different. I feel like from the rest of the movie, yes. And it's uh, yeah, um, it
2: really great. The Wakanda stuff was very cool. I wish I wanted more interactions yes. with like the Avengers and like you know the Wakandans Same. and just there. I think there was. I think they maybe shot a bunch more, but we just didn't get to see it.
3: Perhaps or
1: they sh- they was it being filmed almost sim- simultaneously kind of yeah so it's kind of like uh, mm-hmm. that's probably a little tricky to navigate too.
2: yeah um I, I was hoping so hard in this movie for like a Shuri I know. Uh, Tony, Stark, Tony Stark Peter Tony interaction
1: so but it never bad. happened sadly ugh that would have
2: been cool yeah but you got like kind of close to that with like Bruce Banner and Shuri yeah.
1: you when she was like well why didn't you just do this and he was like oh we we didn't think of it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what were your, some of your favorite parts?
0: Um, I liked the jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Squidward; he really scared me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I laughed in both viewings when, and mind you, I haven't seen the new Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked when Spider-Man was like, "Oh, hey, I'm Peter." He's like, "What's your name?" And Benedict Cumberbatch goes, "I'm Doctor Strange." He goes, "Oh, cool. We're using fake names." <laughs> <laughs> so I laughed twice at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just also the music was good. I know that it's pretty consistent mm-hmm. with the rest of the movies, but I felt very in it. Like it, it really heightened everything to me.
2: I would say I would agree with that. It feels like outside of the Guardians movies. Music isn't a big factor right. in these films. Like, the Guardians movie, like, the music is such a huge part of, like, the film. And this, the scoring was, like, very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they use, like, the Avengers theme, it's, like, it's very recognizable now. But I, 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 when I think across all those movies, I can't tell you what a Captain America theme is or an Iron Man theme. I know the Avengers theme, that thing is awesome.
1: I never noticed music in anything. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Except for, like, Thor, Ragnarok. It's, like, very obvious. hmm yeah, but otherwise, maybe like an in Inception, movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never. <laughs> I notice the absence of music more than I notice music ever. I'm, I I'm say- so sorry, <laughs> world.
2: Like, I think in the Marvel movies, like, music is just functional. Like, it's just, like, there's background yeah. noise because, like, it would be weird if it wasn't.
0: Yeah. Um, I loved when they're in Wakanda and they're fighting and it's Scarlet Witch um, fighting, what's the name of? Okoya? Is that the lady with the paint on it? Um, no, yeah.
2: her name was uh, Proxima Midnight. Yes, she's got a great name. <laughs> I love her name.
0: Uh, when Scarlet Witch is fighting her, and then she's like, you're going to die alone. Mm-hmm. And then you just hear Scarlet Johansson's voice as if she were right in your ear, yes. just going, she's not alone. And and that moment, I was like, yes, women, yes. <laughs> and like, Shine Theory, and we're here for each other. <laughs> I got really excited both times watching it, seeing that. And then it's just like these women fighting. Mm-hmm um and being really strong and like i really liked all that i also like scarlett johansson's blonde hair in this
1: yes her hair looked great i've never been so happy to hear her voice (laughs) she did say that she's not alone and she said it perfectly i know that sounds weird but like she she said it perfectly because it's like it was strong but also you could hear the caring in her voice of like "Uh uh-uh i've got her back It was great.
2: I love that moment a lot. I remember saying to myself, like, you don't fucked up now, approximately midnight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But she was also such a strong fighter just by herself versus, like, three or four women who were, like, the best fighters. Right. It's crazy.
2: Um, Yeah. And I like that another big thing, like, at the end of the film when people are falling apart, you know, um, that you see Black Panther going for Okoye and you just think like, oh, well, she's gonna fade away. Yeah. Wrong. But it's <laughs>
1: and the look on her face, oh, it's heartbreaking. Mm. She's so good.
0: Their responses to the other Avengers disintegrating, uh, really good.
2: Like I felt the worst when uh, Spider-Man turned to dust, but yeah. I felt the worst for uh, Falcon because he fades away and no one sees it. Oh, like. My God. Uh, War Machine is like looking for him like hey oh, Sam yeah, where are you yeah, yeah. Sam like he's just unaccounted for and no one sees him die and that is so shitty
1: and you know that must have killed Anthony Mackey. who is
2: such a good sport in all these interviews and like you know so much fun he's really funny and, but he's not in the movie in a big way surprisingly he never is like he, he plays a big role biggish role in like bigger role in, in Civil War right uh, and a huge role in in Winter Soldier mm-hmm. but it just felt like he's not in it that much in this one but yeah. he's like in all the interviews and he's so much fun and he's like you know so funny but it's just like oh man I thought you really had more part in this
1: especially because he is funny you would think that they would have him in that his humor like scattered around a bit more but
2: yeah apparently the original intent was uh, on Titan that it was gonna be Falcon and Iron Man oh. instead of uh, Peter and, and Iron Man but I this I works a good so much better up. yeah yeah this yeah. is this works way better than oh, totally. the original idea
0: what about you? What were your
1: favorite parts? Oh, thank you for asking, Megan. <laughs> um, I think my most favorite part um, is when they are on, I can't remember the name of the planet, the one with giant Peter Dinklage.
2: Oh, well, they're at the star.
1: Yes. Um, that whole, and it's broken into like a couple different scenes, but mm-hmm. that whole thing, it looks different than everything else. It's so dark. Mm-hmm. Peter Dinklage is great as always and he's really heartbreaking. Um maybe it's just cuz I like looking at Thor, but I also <laughs> just like all the people having him and Rocket have a great kind of rapport. Mm-hmm. Um and finally being able to see Groot do something mm-hmm. and when he finally does do something it's incredible sacrifice and it's very sweet and cuz he's still like a kid. He's like, like a shitty teenager. Yeah. <laughs> and you're asking him to do a lot, kind of, because he, like, you assume that he has you being whoever, like, because you've seen what he's been able to do in the past, mm-hmm. but he's brand new, and he's just, yeah, like a shitty teenager, so for him to make the sacrifice and to, like, do the thing and then chop it off is like, oh you poor baby. But he can grow it back. I know, but it still seemed like it hurt, Jason. (laughs) It seemed like it hurt, and I felt bad. Um, Because, and I like that you hadn't really seen him do anything up until Mm then. That that whole scene, I don't know. I like that whole thing. Speaking
2: of Groot, I Hmm. did like a lot how they were able to show, like, the growth of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Like, in the first movie, they're total strangers that don't know or really like each other. In Guardians too, you see them become a bit closer. In yeah. this one, I like that everyone can speak Groot, everyone understands him, yes. and that like you know in the ship, you know they cut to them like you know uh, Star Lord singing a song, and then he throws it to like you know another member, and he throws it to somebody else, yeah, and just like okay, like it. they're all like bonding and becoming closer and closer. Drax is asleep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, Dave Batista is
1: really good he in this film. So funny. Well,
2: oh, he has some of the funniest he, lines. His
3: again,
1: because I watched the video. Um, his line about um, I'll do you one better. Why Gamora <laughs> was totally improvised. It's okay. it was amazing.
2: I like, just heard interviews of him like, you know, learning to act and like getting more yeah. into acting and just like his progress. It's like, oh, wow, man. I'm like really happy for you. And just like how like when he started like not started in Garn's Galaxy, but when he got Garn's Galaxy, he's like, I'm so nervous. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just being like, almost having panic attacks, just being like, oh man, like, I really gotta get my shit together, like, Aww. and really, like, learn how to do this. And to see him go from that to this, it's like, hey man, good for you. <laughs>
0: like, we were just talking about how great Dave Batista is. Dave Batista, we love you. <laughs> Some of your biggest fans here. Because he was, he was great in Blade Runner. He was, he really he was. was. He's done, like, he's had such good range, mm-hmm. and he was great in Spectre. Yeah. Those are yeah. scary, beautiful. He, like males. he's like, Yeah, you're
2: a Bond villain. I could totally see you being a Bond yeah. villain.
0: But every single th- you wouldn't necessarily look at those three characters and be like, That's the same guy. Mm-hmm. Um so big ups to Dave Batista. Yeah.
2: He feels um, like he's really working at it.
1: Yeah. He is. Um and he the fact that he actually talks about um and acknowledges the fact that he does have to work at it. Yeah. Is pretty it's like humbling and very nice. Yeah. Um And my other, one of my other favorite things, humor-wise, is when um, right before, like, uh, Thor, like, hits their windshield, um, Star-Lord is like, all right, everybody, put on your mean faces. And in the background, you see Mantis making a little angry face. (laughs) She goes, huh. (laughs) And then... It cuts away, and then it comes back to Star-Lord just like a second later, mm-hmm. and he's in focus, but she's not, mm-hmm. but she's still making Damn. the little face, <laughs> and it's so cute, and I like her character. I wish she's able to do more. It's yeah. hard because she has to physically touch people and be very close. They but work her in that fight very really, well. Yeah, and she has just a really cool, unique power, and I don't yes. even know like, really the range of her abilities. I don't know if she necessarily knows the range of her abilities. Mm -hmm. Same with Scarlet Witch. Um, But I find her delightful.
0: Can we talk about one other thing? Sure. Related to Groot, Mm -hmm. which is that...
1: uh, Sorry. Um, The thing that Megan wants to bring up was... um, Mentioning that Groot... They interviewed um, uh, James Gunn... Mm -hmm. And asked him what... Or no, maybe it was a tweet... Asking what it was that Groot was saying right before he disintegrated, mm-hmm. and he said, "Dad, it's a rocket," it.
2: which is extremely sad,
1: fucking gut wrenching, and also
2: like shows a different line of their relationship because I always saw them as like brothers, but this is more, this yeah. is deeper than that. Right, like, right. Oh, because well, wow. he was younger, yeah, yeah, he's younger, and Groot sees him as like you know a father.
1: Yeah, and they, I mean, they and they all treat him like he's their kid. Yes, when you first meet them all together. Mm-hmm. In this movie, so yeah, that was woof. That was tough.
2: Technically, uh, the youngest member of that whole film.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. Aw, big group. Um, anything else from it?
2: Um, in Avengers: Infinity War, mm-hmm. like the one thing that I can say is that it 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 doesn't throw everything off as far as like what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Like they they want to make a billion dollars every movie. Like they're going right. to bring characters back, of course um i'm just very excited to see you know how they go about doing it oh, i think totally. it's cool that it's set for the next year so mm-hmm. like in 2019 you get to the yes. resolution you don't
1: have to wait too long which is nice
2: um i totally don't think this is going to affect tv shows at all because oh i
1: remember yeah i asked you about that i think as yeah. as
2: much as marvel likes to say like oh like you know the tv shows affect like the movies the movies affect the tv mm-hmm. shows F out of here, no they don't. Like they could give they care that the T V shows make money, but they're not at all focused on integrating anything in them. Yeah. Like, don't believe the hype. Like they'll Why do you mention think that is. Um, from what I understand, like the T V division and the film division are two different things mm-hmm. as far as like, the creative heads that are in charge of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really like um have the goal of integration, of saying like, you know, what happens here affects what happens here.
1: Do you think they just crunched numbers and decided that it wasn't really worth it?
2: I absolutely think that's the case. I think yep. it's a matter of just money and just saying like... Well,
1: contracts with their actors.
2: Contracts with the actors. I think ultimately them just not caring that much yeah. to have it connect. And Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still a thing. I don't know what its ratings are like and I know its fan base is certainly like, you know, uh, faithful to it, but I don't think it's like pulling in a bunch of new viewers or anything like that. Yeah,
1: I watched it for the first two or three seasons mm-hmm. and I liked it. Um, but it just i didn't find it's a big cast and i just didn't find the characters compelling enough i think to really stick with it even though i liked all of them right um, yeah it just it was entertaining but it wasn't a super strong show for me and i end up i think i've missed probably 2 or 3 seasons since
2: it's like it was their first foray into tv mm-hmm. i think for like you know under the marvel studios like banner um and then they immediately have the netflix stuff after that which more people are way mm-hmm. more excited about mm-hmm. i wonder what the show would have been like were it on netflix and not abc
1: yeah that's true
2: um you know it would have the chance to be a bit more integrated with those shows that are there perhaps mm-hmm. um but i you know i've heard like misgivings from from actors that are on Agents of the shield saying like yeah it's not they don't marvel studios the film division doesn't care what happens on the tv at gotcha. all um
1: which is interesting cuz they did um with one of the movies they did integrate something from the show mm-hmm. um oh it was uh the first it was age of ultron um I, it was something to do with the ship when the ship comes at the end to kind of help save them oh like they, they show th-
2: them like stealing the ship in like the
1: in the show, Colson had been working, I think, on like creating more ships. That was okay. like a secret. Okay. And then all of a sudden, that showed up, and I can't remember how, but I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." They tied in a little chunk of the show into the movie. Like, that's really cool, but I don't think they've really done that. I, think, I don't think they've done that since. I wouldn't.
2: Right. Know, but. Like I know that like in the series, like and things like oh, Thor: Dark World just happened. Like here they are cleaning up the mess that occurred. From the the fight that occurred, like in London or something like mm-hmm. that, or on the road to like you know uh, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. when that happened, like you know Shield got dis- dissolved right. and like they're now just like in the wind. Like what do we do now? Right. Um, which in in that respect, it feels more like the movies affect the TV than TV affect the movies, mm-hmm. and I just think. As a show, it's hard to react to something like that, like, oh, yeah, you may have a plan, but like whatever happens in this movie that you may not have all the details on totally like then affects your show in a big way, or in the, the reverse of that, like hey, this weekly t v show like I'm that's supposed to affect my you know summer blockbuster film, like mm-hmm. no. Like I don't care what happens in that TV show. Like yeah. that shouldn't have to like play into like what happens in this.
1: Yeah, they probably realized that. Well, most of the fans didn't really follow the shows. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah. So if the
2: money's not there, if the eyes aren't looking at it, right. Why should it play into it makes this? Sense. Um, but outside of that, like you know, outside of how it might integrate, how it might affect those shows, I think it's like cool that they did something that's a little unexpected for totally. at least one. It was iteration.
1: Yeah, it was really nice to have that. All of a sudden, that ending, and I didn't expect it to that it had been that long.
2: I love that it ended abruptly.
1: Yes, I was it was jarring. You're like, oh, oh, shit. it was great.
2: In the second viewing, I had someone definitely was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they were not pleased with how it ended, but no one was mad. No one walked out like it. No, one, it didn't seem like anyone was mad. People were certainly surprised.
1: Oh, yeah, because you're just waiting because they built up that thing with the Hulk, you're just waiting for. Bruce Banner to finally turn into the Hulk and just help kind of end it all.
2: Right. And even like his own commentary on it like yeah. we all it, this always happens you yeah. know it's coming at the end. Not nice uh-uh. today.
1: No, nope. We gotta have a talk. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, it makes me so because of that a- abrupt ending like I'm really excited for that next movie. Right. And the subsequent ones to see what they show particularly with the post credit scenes. Um,
2: And I I think this movie captured what comic books are kind of like i heard someone say um like comic books are all second act you know like when you're coming into the you're right there already in the middle of it happening like rarely is the opportunity that you get to like come into on the first issue of, like well this is the world oh, these yeah. are the characters it's like no, no, no 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 it's been going on for a long time catch up real quick mm-hmm. here we go like this movie i think really was able to capture that like, we don't have to spend time introducing to you who Iron Man is. Right. Like, if you don't know, this movie will tell you pretty much all you need to know. Totally. Like, you don't have to tell you, like, what Thanos is, really. Like, we haven't really told you, like, over the last couple movies. Yeah,
1: we just shown you glimpses. Yeah. It. yeah.
2: And so I think, like, this movie is able to capture that feel of, like, welcome to this comic book. Like, figure it out. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. So I think, like, you know, uh, it's a... It, it was good for people that have been following for a long time. Totally. People that have been casually following. I think it's like a great movie. And even if you've like never, some if you somehow like never <laughs> actually seen any of these movies, mm-hmm. like it, it, it's still fun. I think mm-hmm. it's even if for this, the spectacle factor of like, you know, crazy effects happening on screen. Like it's good.
1: Yeah. It works because even though there was a lot going on in the previous movies, particularly civil war, because they have to put that all behind them, you don't really need that history. Right. Because they're not considering it either because they just have a new enemy. Right. So it kind of works in the audience's favor That, in that sense. Um, yeah, and I just rewatched Civil War, which was good. And I liked it more than I remembered ever liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. Ant-Man's next. I is Ant-Man next? Yeah. It is next, yeah. yeah.
2: Um i'm I'm just happy in far as like these movies like what what always happens at some point is like you know good guy versus good guy, mm-hmm. which always happens, I guess um but it's always interesting to have a an actual villain to oh, face, yeah. like you know that's always fun, and I'm glad that for one movie, the Hulk shows up in kind of he doesn't have to fight another hero. <laughs> like, yeah. They always do that.
1: Oh they Oh he does that poor guy. Yeah,
2: like Avengers, he has to fight like, you know, Thor mm-hmm. um in Age of Ultron he fights Iron Man again. Mm-hmm. In Ragnarok he fights, fights Thor again. Yeah. The only one he didn't fight like a good guy is like in his own movie which was like 10 years ago at this point and it had a totally different actor right. <laughs> in it.
1: Um I did realize upon watching Civil War that whole movie is based around Daniel Bruhl showing Iron Man how his parents were killed. It's a really long road to get to that. It is. It is. And so many things have to happen properly for that to happen. Mm-hmm. It's bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> also, all he does at the end is put a VHS tape into a television. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have just gotten that tape and then just, like, mail it to him. It could have
2: potentially had the same effect, but I think his whole thing was to draw them apart. And again, it feels like every Iron Man movie got to take something away from Iron Man. Like, yeah. in Civil War, well, that wasn't an Iron Man movie, but they took away Rhodey from him, kind of. Right. Like, uh, he got hurt. Um, and, yeah, in this, to take away Spider-Man. And potentially Pepper. Who knows? She might not be there when he comes oh, back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it feels like loss has been a theme for Iron Man these last couple of movies. It's true. Um. So yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, I really hope Cherie is okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's my main focus of all of these. <laughs> um, is and Leticia you don't. All right. Yeah. Oh, she's so great. She's so charming and seems like such a genuinely nice person too. Um. And you don't really know how, how much she was able to get done and what she was able to get done. When she was working on uh, On Vision. But
2: he's super dead.
1: Oh, he's super dead. But they show her like doing a little beep boop boop and Mm -hmm. then closing something out and then having a fight with Mm. her panther uh, blaster Mm -hmm. gloves Mm -hmm. that I still love and I still really need a pair of. (laughs) Um, Even if they don't do anything, I just need them. Um, So I just want to know how how much she was able to get done, because I'm sure that will play into what happens in the next movie.
2: I'm sure. Um, Yeah, but Infinity War was great. Mm -hmm. um, There's, of course, like two other Marvel movies coming out this year. One which won't relate, Deadpool, which is really more Fox slash Marvel. Oh, yeah. And Ant-Man, which who knows when that takes place? If it takes place at the same time as Infinity War, because mm. it does p- take place in San Francisco for the most part. If it takes place before Infinity War, if it takes place after, who knows? But um, yeah. it's our only like link from now until like Captain Marvel next year. So we'll see.
1: Um, when does Venom come out?
2: That happens in October.
1: 19? Oh, so three Marvel movies.
2: Yeah, technically three. Yeah.
1: Shit. Yeah. The okay. time hardy is,
2: right? it looks like it's gonna be a Halloween movie oh, kind of. Oh, that would make sense.
1: Yeah. Okay, okay. I feel like we're both a little sleepy from the A little pizza tired. little pizza tired. A little pizza tired.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um regardless of that. Yes. Sorry. Um,
1: Waking up. Here we go.
2: Uh we we got an assignment for Megan to come up with a little bit of a treatment for a Jerry B movie. Oh, I can't wait. Um. So perhaps we will share that with you guys next time, yes. and uh, we will also be able to bring up. I guess so for the next time we we come together, uh, we shall have other things for each other to watch. Um. Yes. You still have homework to catch up on. I'm uh, sorry, Mark yes. Wahlberg and Weet- Witherspoon's Fear. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, until until I, we meet again. I
1: told you to watch something. What was it?
2: Lincoln is what you told me to watch.
1: But just this time, there was something um nonetheless did you watch geostorm yet
2: i have not seen the storm just yet oh my god i will most likely see that before the next time
1: okay we that is your assignment
2: um i
1: yeah we have to watch that because otherwise you can't do the treatment until you see <laughs>
2: it <laughs> and then um also you did give me something early in this episode i have to listen back
1: to I it i know i gave you something I've it, it. but geostorm is wrote it down. the most important
2: <laughs> but uh i shall watch it you shall
1: enjoy it let me tell you something
2: I will enjoy it Mm -hmm. and uh yeah we will see you guys the next
1: time we we meet we have to figure out a sign off (laughs) because I feel like we always sign off very unnaturally (laughs) the most natural I ever felt was when it was Christmas and I just said Merry Christmas Mm -hmm. so Merry Christmas buddy (laughs) Merry Christmas thanks goodbye